that we can just sing, worthy is the Lamb. And that we can just soak in that truth this morning. Lord Jesus, worthy are you, Lamb of God. Worthy of all praise and glory and honor. For alone it comes to you. Thank you, Lord. We pray this morning that you would speak to us by your Holy Spirit, through your word. Nere net, ek kan die woord vat en het levend maak in ons gees. Ek bid dat elke gees ontvankelijk sal wees. En heilige gees, ek werkelijk die naprediker van hierdie woord sal wees. En ek loof u daarvoor. Amen. Ek het interessante ervaring gehad, net terwijl ons aanbid. Ek en Karin het saam nachtmaal gebruik, en sy het gebid vir ons, en ek het die bekerkie gaan neersit, of die kelkie, en toe ek terug gaan, toe het ek weer een gebed gehad, en ek wil net gehoorzaam wees aan die Heere. Baie belangrik wat ek nou gaan sê. In Engels sê dit, your conscience, their consciences were seared. What said in Afrikaans? Hulle gewete was? What is the conscience was seared? That they don't worry anymore. Hulle gewete is amper verdoof. Dis soos a brand. Dat, en to sê ek, to bid ek, voor myself, ek kan nie vir ander mense bid nie. Maar hoe meer ek blootgestel word aan die wereld en die wereldse systeem, hoe meer onsensitief word my gewete ook vir dit wat God wil hee. So, as ek, as, as ek een van hierdie klein mannekies soos hierdie, hierdie sien van Sjaal, die middel een daar, dis nou Sjaal ook, nee. As ek nou een heavy feilgrap vir hom vertel, sal hy sê, wow, that's not cool because his conscience is still pure, he doesn't want that. But as we grow up in the world, our conscience, our, vo- our ears become used to rubbish, and it doesn't worry us as much as it should. Die woord is amazing tool om dit beter te maak. Maar ek wil nie begin gewoond raak, dat my gewete persoonlik nie meer gepla word, met dit wat ek hoor, dit wat ek sien, en dit hoe ek my gedra. Maak het sin. Toe ons rei hier, ek het het met die muziekspan gedeel, en kom ons mik nie op hulle nie, want het was nie op hulle gemik nie. Die Karin bid, en sy bid vir ons allemaal en al die goedkies, en Karin bid en sy sê, Heere, mag ons stage life be the same as my life behind the scenes. Do you understand? I want to have a conscience, a spirit-filled holy conscience, that that is not the normal conscience. My gewete moet my nie pla wanneer ek iemand net dood maak nie. Maak het sin. My gewete moet skerper word soos ek groei in die Heere, dat ek sal amper wees wat die woord sê, be innocent of evil. Maak het sin, innocent of evil. Ek onthou, as een standaard 6 ookie het ons kwaai ongroening gehad. En 
een van my ou manne in metriek, ek het een klomp ongroenings gehad in my leven, al, oorhaal die tyd waar jy gaan werk, word jy ongroen, en gaan leer, word jy ongroen, maar ek onthou in standaard 6, was ek amper onskuldig oor een klomp goed, en, en een van die metrieks het die, on, jy ken die ding wat die foto's so wees, wat jy sit en jy klik om so, dan gaan die foto's so deur, maar hy het een van oorsee gehad, en jy kan self ding waar oor die foto's gegaan het, en ek is hier die jong sot, <laughs> en hy sê, kyk hier, en ek klik daar, en, en het was verskrikkelijk vir my om dit te sien, maak het sin, ek gaan nie, was kinders nie goeie, maar, die is daar, as jy iets sien, flash voor jou, dis amper asof, dis oorhaal, but as I God, let our conscience become sensitive again, to truth, to purity, all of us, and I'm not talking about you, God was speaking to me, to say that which is funny for the world, which is normal for the world, I don't want that anymore, I can't serve Jesus, and have a conscience that doesn't care, I can't do this on a Friday and Saturday and not, and then on Sunday I'm fine. Mark it sin. Sit some of your hands up, you, you, some of you can't. And as you're ernstig is, can you do it samen with Father, thank you. That for ogen kom bid ons as gemeente. That areas waar ons gewete so verdoof is, dat ons self die woord lees oor iets, dat het net oor het glei, en het maak nie eens een inpak, bid ek dat die geest binnen my ook, sal werk, sal met die woord, en die bloed van Jesus my gewete so reinig, dat dit wat vir u grievelik is, dit wat vir u onaanvaarbaar is, vir my ook sal onaanvaarbaar wees, vergewe my dat ons verskonings gebruik, dat ons net mens is, maar dat ons bij een plek sal wees, dat dit wat in die hart is, sal ook klop in my hart, en ek eer u, nie om verouder te wees nie, Heere, nie om vol reels te wees, maar om een volle liefdesverhouding met u te hee, wat sê, that just doesn't work, it's not part of me, and I praise you for that in Jesus name, Amen. So een bykie bediening daar, wil net gehoorzaam wees, Amen, is jylle happy, laas week was een baie goeie dienst, as jy nie geluister het, Luister dit, as jy nie was, luister dit geris. Pastor André, en as enige van julle hier ook in enige vorm van leiderskap is, wil ek ook vir jou vraag, as jy ingaan op TCN Conference, gaan kyk bykie, kyk sy website onder TCN Conference, het Pastor André gepraat van leiders wat connect is, I'm connected, but I'm not committed. A connected leader is what the church doesn't need. The church doesn't need leaders who are connected because they are just disconnected when it doesn't suit them. The church needs leaders who are committed, that are willing to pay a price because they know the call of God on their lives. And he's got five or ten points of each one, it will be a blessing. Just go and look at it. Who says, um, it's not good enough just to be connected. I'm connected. I'm connected at the children's ministry. I'm connected, yeah. But if it doesn't suit me, I'll just disconnect. And God says, nah, it's not how I build the church. I build church with committed people. So leaders, check that. It's a good stuff. You can share it. It's all for free. Volgen wil ek gesels oor father's dream, bracket purpose, father's dream or purpose for you or for us.
When Jesus was brought to this earth, God had a dream in his heart. Father had a dream in his heart gehad for sickness. Die Heere is bezig om wereldwijd een skyf in die lichaam te bring. Jylle kan het maar gaan plot, it's coming, it's gonna happen, you're not gonna stop it. One of the changes is that Jesus will be the one who gets the glory and not man. It's coming quick. Second is leaders and ministers. The higher the leader, the more unseen he must be unless it's a place of a public meeting. Bible says that the church is going to be built, is built on the Jesus, the cornerstone, and upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. Fondatie is ongezien. So, zodra apostle and prophetic evangelist and teaching die claim word, hy moet constant sigbaar wees, dit word uitgespreid, kan daar miskien een probleem wees, want die Heere wil nooit die aandag op hulle sit nie. God wil die aandag op sy Seen Jesus sê. En sy Seen Jesus Christus is ongezien. Hoekom wil die mense wat fondatie is gesien word? Fondatie is nie die groot issue, dit is die groot issue, want het gee die kracht, die draakracht, die vorming, die grootte van die gebouw, maar dit is een ongeziende issue. And so the higher you go as a leader, the less you're supposed to be on the foregrond, unless there's opportunity to do a word or whatever. Dat is een klom goed wat die Heer is bezig om te verander in die lichaam, en niemand, nie allemaal sal wil bijblij nie. Dit gaan vir partijmense baie vreemde concept wees, want ons het een concept aangekweek waar oor gaan christenskap. Maak het sin. Ons het gewoond geraak, Christenskap gaan oor dit. En toe ons wedergebore raak, en ons kom in een gemeente, baie keer is ons in een gemeente waar ons gekweek word met de gemeente kultuur, en sê, dis waar oor het gaan. And so we're going to jump away with some interesting. Last week het pastor André van Kimmeli wonderlijk gepraat, en ek het dit baie, baie geniet, Hy het gepraat van, Jesus is passing by. En hy het die Oud Testament en die Nieuwe Testament aangehaal, net vir een verkoeking van baie plekke wat Jesus was passing by, and the people cried out to him. Like the man who said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he was passing by and he stopped. And he did a miracle in his life. The Bible says the disciples, the disciples were in a boat and it was a storm. Not where he was in the storm, he was outside the storm. They thought it's a ghost. But the Bible says Jesus was passing by them. There was the woman that he shared in the Old Testament who had that son and he was passed, the prophet was passing by regularly and then she built a room for him and, and then the son came, he prophesied it, then the son passed away and then she called for him. But the, but the Bible says he was passing by, but she interrupted when he was passing by and she got him to stop and give attention to her case. The punchline what ek geniet het, is Jesus was onder geen verplichting om te stop. 
Maar die uitroep van daar die man, die uitroep van daar die vrouw met die profeet, die uitroep van daar die disciples wat vrees gehad het, het gebring dat Jezus gestop het en aandag gegeet aan die zaak. Hij is onder geen verplichting. En baas de andere het net eindelijk wonderlijk geprofiteerd, buiten jylle, het by met ek en kring gesels, wat gesê, die Heere gaan een wonderlijke vrygrins uit die gemeente uitbring. Toe hy inrui, inrui, voor die conferentie, toe kyk hy die plek so, toe sê hy, die Heere wees vir hom, daar kom een nieuwe geur, uit die gemeente uit, in ons dorp, in ons gebied. And so you've got that. Jesus passes by, God passes by, but he's not obliged to stop. But we do see a desperation and a cry that caused him to stop and change the circumstances. Say Samit May, he stopped and changed the circumstances. Last week, baie mense voor en toe gekom en was baie bediening van come forward, he's yeah, he's stopping. And he wants to change the circumstances. Maar ons sien een patroon in die oud testament wat weerkaats en wees na die nieuwe testament. Ons sien een duidelijke patroon, nou hier gaat ons, ons bou op laas week. Een duidelijke duidelike, patroon wanneer God werk met iemand is het nie net oor die werk wat hy doen in daar geval, maar God kom en hy maak oop, hierdie jylle moet hierdie vang asblief, hy maak een plan oop vir die persoon wat hy aanraak. He doesn't just do a miracle and leave you, he's got a purpose. Does it make sense? And that's the new season God wants to take the church into, is that I want to go further than just stopping and doing a miracle at your house. Ek wil verder gaan as om net te stop en een wonenwerk te doen by jou huis. Ek het een groter doel met jou wedergeboorte. Ek het een groter doel met die vrijheid wat jy ervaar. Ek het een groter doel met die ketangs wat val en le by jou voete. Ek het een groter doel as om jou finansies te herstel. Ek het een groter doel om jou net gezond te maak soos Kerense getuinis in dinsdag. Ek het een groter doel. Ek het nie my sien gestuur dat jy vastgevang kan word en net die miracles om jou nie. Maar die oud testament weerkaatse wonderlijke manier wat God wil graag doen. En so ons gaan wegspring met dit vir ochend. En dis die uitdaging, dis die kese wat die kerk maak. En nie allemaal wil het graag aanvat. Baie van ons wil net graag een zondag ervaring hee. But let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the first verse. Denk bykie met my oor wat paas de André gepreek het. Exodus 2 verse 23 and 24. I want you to catch it. Israel and Egypt, you know it, is a, is, a, is, a, is a reflection of the slavery of the world and the church today. Bottom line. That's scriptural. 
it says, after a long time, the king of Egypt died. And the Israelites, what did they do? They groaned. In other words, they cried out. And the Israelites cried out because of their difficult labor. And they cried out. And their cry for help ascended to God. Is it not mooi nie? Hulle uitroep vir God het die hemel bereik. Sy kinders in slavernij. Dan kan die wereld. En jy is moeg. Ons het een kamp wat kom. Ouwens gaan daar naartoe. Hulle is op vir die leven. Hulle wil sky. Hulle finansies werk nie uit nie. Hulle hevelik is nacht. Hulle het nonsens aangevang. Hulle weet, hulle is onder een juk van slavernij. En hulle roep uit vir God. En het sies, And they cry for help ascended to God because of the difficult labor. And God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant. Here is a sleetel. He remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Ek het al oor hierdie goed, nie hierdie vers, maar ek het oor hierdie goed al gepreek. And he remembered his covenant with Abraham, I say met my Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Inheritance. And it goes further than the great me and I. Goes about inheritance. So let's see what happened. They cried out to God. They groaned. And let's see if God stopped by them. You can go to the next one. <coughs> Exodus 20 verse 2. And we know the story. He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I brought you out of the place of slavery. I brought you out of the place of slavery. Why? Because he, they cried to the Lord. He heard their cry. He stopped. And he brought them out of the place of slavery. Isn't that wonderful? But the previous verse said he remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why did he do this? You can go to the third verse. Hosea, or Hosea 11 verse 1. And this is the same verse that was quoted with Jesus. Want hou jy Jesus was Egypte toe. En toe kom hy terug, as pa baikie. Sikker reg. Luister mooi. When Israel, now this is Hosea, Old Testament. When Israel was a child, say met my child. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. Who was his son? He's not, he's not directly talking there about Jesus. He's talking about his children. My child, the nation combined was called a child of God. Israel, the nation, was the child of God. Not the individual, the people together. So catch this. When Israel was a child, if I had to put this, he's not, I'm not adding to the Bible. Don't get wrong. When Israel was a child, that child of mine cried out to the Lord with all the suffering and the pain. And I separated him out of slavery. I loved him. And out of that slavery, I called my son. New Testament, to them that received him, he gave them the right to become sons of God. You're no longer this, you're a son 
okay? Individual, but we are the sons of God. We are actually, the body of Christ is the son of God. Not the son with a capital S. Are you with me? It's a pattern. So let's go to the next, the, the drawing. If you see the cross on the top, in Egypt, there was something that happened in Egypt. In Egypt, the people had grown a lamb, fed and grown a lamb, and the lamb was slain, and the blood was on the doorposts. And that's prophetic of Jesus, the Lamb of God. To do what? To suffer and die, shed his blood to get us out of what? Slavery, out of Egypt. Isn't that exciting? And so what happens is, there's that the bigger one down the bottom is the baptism, the Red Sea. After the, after the, the setting free, they got stuck at the Red Sea, and there was a baptism that was the final separation of the slavery and the world. If any of you haven't been baptized as a believer, nie klein doop of groot doop nie, as a gelovige, it's a, it's a truth that God wants the church to embrace because it's a cutoff from the thing. It says, I've died to Christ, I'm buried and I'm alive in him now and I have a new life. The old's cut off. Egypt's finished. And there's the two before they entered what? The wilderness. Now he call me punchline. Don't pick it out on sun. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, inheritance. But now there's a place called wilderness. Wilderness was the place where they experienced God. Exceeding abundantly beyond what they could even imagine. Ephesians 3 verse 20 was busy happening right there in the wilderness. Daar slavernij, hulle is vry van die slavernij, dier die bloed van die lam. Hulle is vrygemaak van slavernij. Slavernij kon nie meer hulle hand op hulle sit nie. Want die see het oopgegaan en toegegaan. Dit was voorbij. Is hierdie diep. Is julle okay? Ons moet, hierdie, ons moet die evangelie ken, mense. Ons moet die gedeeltes ken nie. Ons bou ons leven op gedeeltes, dan kry ons seer. Twee weke se tyd gaan ek oor een baie interessante ding praat. Moet dit nie mis nie. Ek gaan praat van... A Christian who never suffers will never experience God's fullness. The thing that a Christian never suffers is not the true gospel. You can't suffer to save people. Your blood can't save people. But suffering is very important because suffering brings growth to you and others and hope to the world. Your suffering. You will see that, and it's going to be Bible. I don't preach stuff that's not in the Bible. I'm not asking you to say, bring on the suffering, Lord. I'm saying the church has to say, Lord, if I suffer, it will be for your glory. A sad part, you can keep that picture on. A sad part of believers and churches, they have have stopped and they've got stuck in the wilderness. They've had a real experience with the blood of the Lamb. They've seen the cutoff of the world, but they get stuck in the wilderness. And this is the reason why, where God wants to change this in the world. The one biggest reason that they experience 
getting stuck in the wilderness is because in the wilderness, they've experienced the supernatural power of God. And they become supernatural chasers. And they don't move on from the wilderness. Wat het gebeur in die wilderness? Nommer 1. Kom ons praat van die goed wat na by ons hart le, in hierdie tyd wat ons leef. Die een ding wat ons sien in die wildernis, was een boonatierlijke geneesing. Hoeveel mense soek boonatierlijke geneesing? It's amazing. Hulle dit ervaar in die wildernis. En jylle kan self die skrif opkyk, toe daar staaf gelig is, en is dier die slange gebuid, toe sy hulle genees van die slang, nie dier die inspuiting van wat wat. How many places do we go that every time you speak or every time there's a meeting, it's only about healing? Like Jesus died only for your healing. No, 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 no. By his wounds we've been healed, by his stripes. But that's not why he died. It's part of his death. <laughs> you insurance guys use that. It's part of his death benefit. There you are. Part of him dying on the cross was that there come life and healing and the things we'll talk about. But that wasn't why he died. You can't sell a gospel to people to say Jesus died so that you can have physical healing. He didn't die for that. That's a part of the benefit of his death on the cross. The second one is, look at this, and it's not wrong. That healing was from God. The second one is protection. There was divine protection beyond what they could experience. Hierdie klomp slave gaan in een woestijn en as kruisie goed om hulle, die Heere bewaar hulle. Wat is die buzzword vandag? Beskerming, bewaar. What is the third one? Here is a great provision. Can you hear my word after? Here is a rider in the mother's camera. Voorziening. A so great thing with worklessness. A so great thing with swarkrijf. Voorziening. The Heere has cost foreseen. Manna. Quail and manna. And he has vloeistof foreseen. In teendeel in die wilderness was die voorsien van, kan ek sê die drank, die water. Die voorsiening van die drank, volgens die Nieuwe Testament, was van een rots, Christus homself. How is that for supernatural? Do you know that the water they drank was the water directly from Christ the rock? It says in 1 Corinthians 10. That's amazing. <laughs> It was supernatural, manna, quail, water from Christ the rock. The next, and I'll stop there, they had supernatural guidance. Begeleiding. Die wolk in die dag en die vier klom in die aand. En hoeveel van ons beijver as een nieuwe testamentiese kerk, dat hierdie goed sal 
kookvater werk in ons midde. Jy kan maar doen, is nie hoekom, jy gereed is nie. Jy is nie gereed om vastgevang te word in die wildernis nie. Dis een misleiding dat alle aandag van alle bedienings, van alle werke, en ek praat as dit stop, dat jy vastgevang word in voorziening, miracles, guidance, boonatierlik, boonatierlik, boonatierlik is nie rang nie, boonatierlik is vir God, maar jy is vastgevang in die wildernis, het jy gemis die doel, hoekom God hulle uitgehaal het uit Egypte. Hy het hulle nie uitgehaal om hulle wow experience van miracles te gee in die woestijn. Dit was sy vader hart en sy vader liefde in die woestijn om te sorg vir sy kinders op pad na sy droom. Kan ek het sê, op pad na sy droom. Sy droom was nie die wildernis. Sy goedheid van sy hart het voorsien en begelei en gelei en, voor, en beskerm was die goedheid van sy vader hart. As jy wil praat van die vader hart van God, het die vader hart van God twee gedeeltes. Die ene is die beskerming, die begeleiding, die voedsel soos jy vir een baba gee, vir die klein maniekie wat jy doen. Hy kan niks vir homself voorsien nog nie. Hy dink hy kan. Maar die ander droom van die vader, is om die kind te kry, by die inheritance plek, wat hy in sy hart vir hom het. Sy droom is nie om hom net vast te vang te hou in die wildernis nie. This is making sense. It's very important, this guys, if you're going to catch this, the church is going to go to a new dynamic. We will never throw away the miracle of the heart being healed. But that's not the end result. If my wife has to say now, my heart has been healed, now I've reached the fullness of God's plan for my life, it doesn't make sense. It was the goodness of a father to a daughter to give her that wonderful gift of healing. But she hasn't, she hasn't stopped now from entering constantly into that dream that God has. Amen. Come on, ladies. Come on, men. It's so interesting that in the wilderness the church started to complain. The church was called Ecclesia, the called out ones. That's the first people of Israel were the called out ones. With all of that miracle, they started to complain. It's not deep enough. It's not good enough. And how much do we hear it in our circles? The service hasn't gone deep enough. We need more of this. We need more. And the church has developed a culture that doesn't focus on where we're off to. It's let's get the wilderness even better. Let's get it better. Let's get it better. And God says, I didn't die that you can get stuck in the wilderness. I want you to pass through. Mark it's in. Danger. Red lights. <coughs> what went wrong? We started to lose sight of our father's dream for us. And we started to specialize in wilderness ministry. And God says, I don't want that. That's the goodness of my heart. I will raise people who can work gifts of healing mightily. I will raise people who've got wisdom to give guidance. But if they give guidance, what are they guiding you to? 
a better bank balance, shame on them. Your guidance is to keep growing in God's dream for your life and not get stuck at one place. <clears throat> in other words, the man with the most money that understands the Bible is the man who's entered the promised land. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. The man who can pray for the sick the best has entered the ultimate. Uh-uh. We all journey together. And so we're going to look at Deuteronomy 6 verse 23. And we're going to end off a bit later this morning with a wonderful brother who's going to share about the Bible. Deuteronomy 6 verse 23. Look at what that verse says. He brought us, it's talking about Israel the son. He brought us, but he brought us from there in order to lead us in. Other Bible says he brought us out to lead us in. He didn't bring us out to just stay in, in the wilderness. He brought us out to lead us in. And do what? Back to that Abraham Isaac. And give us the land that he swore to our fathers. There's a rich inheritance for the body of Christ. Let's go through quick. Pick two. He wants us to go through the wilderness into that place of the father's dream or the promised land. Are you guys with me still? Are you okay? Still happy? What was this dream of God for his children? What was this dream? You see, if I think of the manna, the quail, and the rock, if I think of the pillar and the cloud, didn't take any effort from his children to get that. Can I say it again? It didn't take any sacrifice for them to get that to work. It was his goodness. They cried out and God supplied. But that's not why Jesus died. We get ideas out of the New Testament to connect the end of two scriptures for the deal. So blij by me. And this what I this is so prophetic with what I have said over my gewete and what Karin has said over stage life and after stage life. The first thing that God's dream was for His children. I'm talking about Israel, the actual Israel, was that they'd be a nation that serve a living God. And that living God they serve will become a, a light to the nations in darkness. Nations who are serving nazis what voorvader goed dien, nazis wat kallers dien en aanbid, bobbyane aanbid, gouwe goeders aanbid, mensgemaakte goed aanbid, daar die nazis wat dit doen, sal weet, daai goede genie lewe licht hoop. Maar hulle levende God doen het. En daarom het hulle uitgevat en geplant in, die, in, die, in, die, in ons oor die belachstigste deel van die wereld. In een woestijn het hy een land gemaakt wat sê, this will be my son with an inheritance 
not selfish, but for all the nations, that even the Gentiles in through Christ can buy in and experience this life of Christ. Does it make sense? <laughs> it's just too deep. Must I stop? Johan, let's stop. So let's look at the first one. Let's run through it. Acts 13, verse 47. Paul writing, he says, For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. That's his dream. When he died, it's salvation is part of it, but he died with a dream that we will live in the spiritual promised land of his and establish ourselves that there's a place that will become a light for the Gentiles and soos motor licht to trek, mense na ons toe sal getrek word, omdat ons a levende God dien dier Jesus Christus die Messias. Maak het sin. Dis nie, ach, ek het gebid en die Heer het my nog een contract gegeen. Dis cool, hy gaan in sy goeie goedheid. Maar hy het een dieper plan vir jou, man. Hy wil hee, jy moet een fakkel van licht wees. Next one, we can go through it. Romans 11, 14, he says, if, if I can somehow make my own people jealous and save, elke keer kom maar save, save. Sê krijg, die vorige vers ook. If I can save some of them. Is die wereld, is jou pels jaloers oor Christus wat in jou woon, dat het so leven is, dat hulle eindelijk honger is vir dit wat jy het, of is my grapjes die selfde, ek lewe precies die selfde, is geen verskil, en nou sê ek, maar ek is Godse kind, jy is Godse kind, maar jy is vastgevang in die woestijn, jou hele leven gaan net oor voorsiening, beskerming, protection, en die heren sê, ek is daar, ek sal dit doen, maar ek het iets meer vir jou, want hoe meer jy vastgevang is daar, hoe minder sit jy jou hand aan die ploeg, Hoe meer jy vastgevang is in die wildernis, hoe minder gaan jy begin arbeid met hierdie nieuwe, met hierdie nieuwe beloofde land. Jy gaan nie arbeid met dit wat God jou gegeet het nie. Maak het sin. Jy sal nie groei van het baba na kind na vader toe. Jy gaan nie groei in jou roeping. Jy gaan jou roeping nie vast, het gaan net gaan oor die goed van die wildernis. And God says, I want to start a journey. I want to take you into this land. But in that land, Light doesn't just come. You've got to be conscious of it. You're going to work this with me. Because people are going to be ugly to you and you have to shine the light of the Lord. The next is jealous. Are people envious of you? Al is it envious of his versiening and beskerming and geneesing, it's fine. Sy vader, hy gaan nie stop met hy goed nie. Maar dis nie die eindpunt nie. This need to stop and you haven't arrived when that works. You still got so much more in this life. Next. Colossians 1.27, you and me know it. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery. He wants to make it known. He wants the light at the Gentiles. He wants the hope, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He wants that released. Where? Oh, nee, ek het Christus in my, die hoop. Oh, het is wonderlik en ek brek oor Christus in my. Hou op. Brek oor wat? Ja, maar ek kan jou tien verse gee van my identiteit en my vaderskap. Ek sê hou op. Laat het kom by die verloore wereld, want dis die doel van die hoop in jou. Anders te sou jou gevat het jemel toe. He would have taken you to glory, man. He's left you, yeah. That to the Gentiles. 
This mystery, the wealth of this hope can be released to those around you. That's the promised land we live in. There's a spiritual dream of God that he wants the church to live in. Are you with me? And that's why I said with my wife, I want my conscience to lift up a notch. I don't want my conscience to be the same. I want my conscience to be different because I'm a hope. I am a hope through Christ. I'm a light through Christ. I want my words, my marriage, my life. Not, I want it to be reflecting the living Christ to the Gentiles. Does it make sense? That's why we gave you the card of the four things because it's something we need to just, as babies, start trusting God. It's not something I can do in the flesh. Next. 2 Corinthians 2 is our theme. For we are two. For to God we are the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and amongst those who are perishing. Isn't that part of the promised land? I'm becoming a fragrance. Some hate it. It's fine. But some will be drawn by the fragrance of Christ. And that's our purpose on earth. Our purpose isn't to say, oh, yes, as it net net, nog a voorsieninkie kan deerkom. Dis die goedheid van die vaderhaard, hy sal vir jou voorsien, man. Dis lief vir jou, hy dan vir jou gesterf. Hy het het bewys. Hy het dan die bloed van die lam in die rooisie, hy het het klag gemaakt vir jou. En hy het begin wonderlik voorsien in die wildernis. Maar dis net die stoppunt nie. It goes further. Johannes 15 verse 8 it says, And herein is my father verheerlik. It's not on the thing. That you bear much fruit. Jy moet vrucht dra vir wat? Vir jouself. Nee, dat die wereld kan kom proe dat die leven wat jy het is soet, dis rijk, dis nourishing, dis kostbaar, dis waarheid. Dis nie net vrucht dra dat mense kan sê, jy is kyk hoe mooi is die oranges op die boom. Nee man. It's fruit. Dat jy kan groei, trees planted by rivers of water, you can be shade. For those that are desperation. Bible says, I think it's in Matthew 10, 28, I'm not sure. It says, freely you've received, freely give. That's a sign of fulfilling the God's dream. Freely I've received, so freely I give. And I'll go further. Sign, next two weeks time. Sign of a real church is a church that's willing to suffer for that plan. When God gave them Israel, the nation, they had to go and conquer. It wasn't conquered for them. The victory was guaranteed, but they had to go and conquer. They had to go and plant. They had to consciously develop. Marketson. Didn't just happen. Guys, there's a dream and a promise of the father to you, his child which he'll never take away. Can you and me embrace what happens in the wilderness? But no, he's taken us to take us through. And with that, I want to close off with the following statement. Put that last one. Where are you today? Are you in the wilderness? Are you stuck in the wilderness? That all of your thinking is about guidance, provision, health, and you're going to get cross because the church doesn't give it enough and Pastor Allen doesn't preach good enough and Pastor Andre could have made a different altar call and, and this is wrong and that's wrong and eventually you're a wilderness grumbler. I just sit and grumble in the wilderness. And you know what? I say it in love, sterkte. 
Dat is een plek in die beloofde land wat jij gaan moet arbeiden. Dat is een stukje grond wat God uitgehouden voor jou, waar jij jezelf bevindt. Wat hij jou wil gebruiken als lucht, als jullie voor die wereld. Waar hij jou wil gebruiken. Waar daar wonderlijke getuigenis die jou leven komt, waar hij jou geplant het. En je kan zeggen: Ik ga beweeg daar in jullie. Van vandaag af, of niet, ik blijf maar waar ik is. Ou kerk denken, sê, die pastoor moet perform. Die mannen op hierdie kamp hierdie naweek moet perform, my maat. En als hulle mooi perform, dan ga ik naar het tweede, derde en vierde kamp. Hé, hey, dat is de trigger van wonenwerke wat die hulle doen. Want hij wil jou lanceren in die droom in. Laat die kamp wandel in die droom. En niet vastgevangen word nie. Amen. En een van die manieren hoe jy kan begin bykie je licht en een hoop word, is hoe kom ek Marie Louig het vandag saam met ons. Moe nie bang wees oor tyd nie, ek gaan net kort bedien, oor die wonnelike woord van God, om die woord uit te kry by die nazies. Alright, en hy sal het self explain, and then when you finished, you can just close off and pray for us. And the Holy Spirit will be the one who keeps the word fresh. Thank you, Marie. This Gera, Gera staan op, sy was met ons, sy was muzikant, sy was ons jeugleier jare terug, Gera, Felix, sy man, nou lou, Marie, en um, vir Betty en Wim, baie welkom hier vandag. Dankie.